guys. If it hits, bro. We're just jumping right into it. I'm jumping out my fucking chair and I'm going crazy. I don't even care. Like... All right, let's go ahead and talk about it. Welcome back, everybody. Another incredible episode, Expert Trader Podcast. Your host, Roy Junior here. I'm with Drew Banks. Drew's a little excited today. GJ's obviously been on an incredible run, almost 500 pips since it started uh, consolidating earlier this month. Drew, how you feeling? Talk to us. Listen, man, I'm, I'm working off for like three hours of sleep. Yeah, I know I wake up 4 a.m. To, to, to do this each and every day. I'm literally about to hit TV any second now. I'm nervous. Like, I just want to hit and I want to pull out. I've been holding this shit since, like, yesterday. Like, I'm tired. I'm eating fucking chips and shit. Like, trying to stay up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm active, man. I'm active. My man. Uh, are you on the computer? Any chance you want to show the, the trade that you're in? Any any chance that you want to show people what you're, uh, what you're on or not? Hell yeah. I want to show all these buys. I want to show all these buys. So here goes my screen, right? I've been buying since down here. Like a lot of people got stopped out, but I explained to them that again, like you gotta know where you are within GJ, man. Like GJ's one of them pairs, it'll fake you out. We're literally consolidating for damn near like, like, like a month and change. Damn near almost two months, but really a month and change. And I try to tell everybody, once GJ finds support, like that's it, that's all you need. Like this history with GJ repeats itself over and over and over and over and over again. The first time when I came up on your, your, um, your series, bro, we were like somewhere down here pushing up. We found support right here. We literally consolidated for a whole year, but we found that main support and then we did a big push. So what the hell you think is going to happen right here? I say every single Sunday, I tell these people to buy GJ and I, I do it in the most dopest way. I do my top-down analysis. I share, but I explain to everybody. Everybody saying, oh, 161 is going to break. We're going to drop. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, excuse my French, but I've been trading this shit for far too long, bro. Like, I've been trading this shit for damn, like, five years. And it's just like, when it comes to this trading GJ for that level and that long, like, the biggest factor with just GJ itself is just price action and understanding how price move. This is a pair that retests on every time frame before it does this big push off. So it's like, this is why I have all these time frames up here. Like anybody that takes my mentorship, anybody that asks me like, yo, why do you have all these time frames? I can't go from looking at 24 hours in a day to just looking at uh, uh, four hours. That makes no sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to see what's happening in between. I need to see the candles. I need to see how these candlesticks are forming. I need to see market structure. Everything needs to be clear and concise before I pull my trigger. And, and you know, I, I feel like that's why I have the probability that I do with GJ now, because taking it all back to Martin Douglas, um, your technicals can can be fair. You could be on point, but at the end of the day, this game is a probability game. So, like, um, don't get me wrong. I got clapped up for these buys as well. These buys were not easy to take at all. I took friggin' like 10 losses back to back to back to back, 10 pips each. Can you do the math? That's 100 pips. But we made up 500 pips of that one push. And you do the math on risk to award. Like, it's there. You know, I know. You know, I was there. You know, I was there. I tried for these buys for a week. For pro- no, it was like 10 days trying for the buys, trying for the buys. It kept testing, kept testing. But um, so, okay. So someone like me, I was in there with you. I was up 150, 200 pips each time the market pushed. And then eventually it came back down, hit the break even, and I did not re-enter. Basically, I got tired of being in the trade. I was like, I'm done. So what separates somebody who got out of the trade? And then why did you decide to keep re-entering? What made you so confident that the market was going to continue in that direction? I'm, literally, GJ is like the only pair I trade. I have these other pairs on my watch list, but GJ is my, my main bread and butter. So it's like with a pair like GJ, that's how it psychs you out. Like GJ is the type of pair that will let you get drained of being right and even cloud your judgment a little bit. Like, are you really right? The moment you turn away is the moment it does something. So that FOMO used to hit me all the time when it comes with GJ. That's literally why I only trade GJ. It's like GJ still teaches me lessons till today. I knew my buys were right, but the only thing I learned was my entries had to be on point. I went through the same thing you went through, bro. I got stopped out too. The biggest thing was this. The biggest difference for me is these lower time frames, man. These lower time frames are just, there's so much sauce, but you got to know how to use them right. Mm. Literally, I, I pulled the trigger early at this little first BOS in this little zone right here. You can see my little mini supply and demands in my market structure. I literally spaced out my entry QP by QP, just kind of knowing why I entered that. And literally, man, 
I entered, I took it, I was patient. I took my other entry. I was like, oh, this bitch is pushing, pushing. Once I noticed that I had confluent up into like the the um the 10 minute right here where we broke this little mini area right here and we pulled back and retested it. I was like, oh yeah, we're good. The biggest thing is just knowing where you are. You have to like, you gotta check yourself. Like you gotta always ask yourself when you're trading a pair like this, like, yo, where the fuck am I? Because if you don't, that's how you get faked out. And it's those little instances that when you turn your back for a second and you look back, DJ's already doing something. Like a lot of people said this week, like, yo, um, DJ's coming back for a retracement. Even I saw it, but again, we could have our hypothesis but our hypothesis is nothing without the candlesticks giving us those signals, giving us those buy alerts, letting us know if buyers are rejecting, sellers are exhausting, and, you know, adding your upper technicalities in a bunch. But listen, this pair ain't easy. I know I make it look easy. This shit ain't easy, but, like, patience pays the bills. And at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I love this pair, bro. Like, I be telling my, I be telling my girl it's a four-way relationship. It's me. It's her, it's God, and then there's GJ. This is like, I tell her straight up, like, yo, listen, GJ is paying our bills right now. GJ is the one that's buying you your new car. So you better respect GJ, girl. Like, (laughs) that's 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 funny. I'm not gonna lie. So if if somebody's looking at looking at you, Drew, because this is something that we talked about on the first conversation, which is sticking to one pair, and it's obvious that you've become like a master at this pair because now you're understanding the nuances like the, all the little details on the smaller time frames so if someone's mm-hmm. trying to find a pair that they can stick to and they want to commit to for a couple of years what are some things that you looked at for gj that made you like okay i'm going to stick to this pair this is going to be the one for me so really back testing i feel like everybody needs to have a clarity on back testing and how to properly back test um i feel like every pair you should back test you should go back every pair breathes on average a normal amount of pips without you know momentum without volatility like gj breathes on average 30 pips and um okay she's pushing and um given the fact that i calculated how much this pair breathes i knew it was good that's one the second thing is boom i need to know the session like what session is this most volatile this is a very diverse pair this moves during london this moves during new york it dies down a little bit and moves on Asian. Like if I took any L's within New York session, I always make them back up in Asian session very strongly too. So it's just like, this is a pair where it's always moving and it's very, very active. So at the time it, it suited my life along with other pairs, but then this just became the dominant pair because like there was a point where I was looking at a gold, where I was looking at a, and you see my gold entries in profit, where I was looking at a, 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 a NAS or a US 30. And the biggest thing that, G, that separates GJ from the rest of these pairs is that there's always something going on with GJ. You can always get your foot in the door. I've been waking up goddamn 4 a.m. since you met me. And you know yeah. what I'm saying? Came to me doing this. And I do that conveniently because I can get in a GJ, I can get out you know, before I get my day started. And then on top of that too, I can always come back and get a slice of the cake. You know what I'm saying? So GJ is always that pair that's always giving. And, you know, I'm right there like a wide receiver, like QB Stu, ready to catch that bitch. And, you know, line it up. Shout out to my boy QB Stu. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we about to do it? We about to do it? I think we about to do it. Hold on. What's your TP? Is that 0.8 or what? Yo, literally once you break the 750 QB, Literally, that's all I need to do is break the 750 QP. Literally right here. Same shit like yesterday. It was the same shit like yesterday, but we ended up flying to the moon. Once we break right here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yo, listen. I don't think y'all understand, bro. Like building this account from a thousand dollars to 10k this shit is not fucking easy but like, it was like three days like three days four bro, days right gj just give me this this beautiful ass push like i had to i had to i had to get it while i'm getting this good because the thing with gj is like when it's making this strong market structure like are you like, gonna hold this, is the question are you gonna hold it is it gonna you know are you planning on it breaking that resistance or i mean 
it, it, so right, so right around now, um, buyer's momentum is very strong based on this candle, right? So we have a lot of consolidation, as you can see. But long story short, we're retesting. We retested this zone. This zone is really based off of the what? I want to say the 30-minute time frame. So it's really 30-minute market structure, for sure, that I'm kind of riding. So this is the wave I'm riding as of right now. Just kind of bring you guys in tune where I'm at. This is just a 23.6. So you know, 23.6s are either going to be a lesson or a blessing. Price is going to consolidate. It's going to continue to trend very aggressively. So right here, literally where we're at now. And this is just exactly, you know, my eyesight, my eagle's view on how I view GJ right now. This zone right here is ultimately respected. It's trying to break out and continue the trend. Where I actually see this going is... I see actually breaking out to the top of the zone, but you know, GJ's just been pushing. Like GJ's just been pushing for a very long time. So the biggest thing with this is that 23.6 is respected. So with 23.6, you have to watch it kind of carefully because you're really watching out for these candlesticks, making sure that buyers are, you know, still solidified and still have a very strong presence with price action, but also making sure that you get that in conformance. Like you can see literally right here how. We have all these, all the notice that every single candle right here is sellers literally exhausted. And then if you look, let me turn on my uh, data real quick. The same zone that I have right here, it literally came back for a detailed and structurized retest right here. Because before it was rejection, then we came back, we hit the higher time frame zone. We started respecting the minor time frame zone. We broke above, we retested it going from QP to QP, and you know what I'm saying, now we're launching. So the biggest formality for me is that up here, where it's been resistance for so long, this one candle broke above, of course, but it came back very aggressively, letting me know that it hit something. So the biggest thing that we have a lot, we have, it looks like it's getting up for a very big pump. And, you know, I, I could potentially hold it, but um, one, I've been in this move for quite a amount of time, and it's just like, I do this shit every single day. So even if it does do a big push, I don't have the fear of missing out because There's one, A, I technically, knew, I technically knew it was coming. And then B, you know what I'm saying? I look at this pair every day. So whatever I don't get today, I can get tomorrow. Literally, I'm, I'm trying to like build a group of GJ traders, right? That look and analyze GJ was saying that I mean, when other people are selling this, I'm buying it. You know why I'm buying it? Because if the higher time frame telling me buy, that's what I'm sticking to. So that's, what I, wanna, to that's what I wanted ahead. to ask you is like a lot of people haven't traded GJ in a trending market. And so they've only ever seen the consolidation. But you and I know like once GJ starts moving, even if it hits a zone, a daily zone or a four hour zone, it'll probably break through once it's in momentum. Yeah, we lit, we lit, we lit, we lit. Hold on, I got to do this on the live session. <gasps> oh, it's too funny. Do, do what you got to do. See this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta get this on recording. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm, I am gassed up. I am gassed. Look at my phone. Look at my phone. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's go. I'm here with fucking chart addicts. We are lit. DJ's pushing, and I'm closing. I am done. I am done. Done for the day. Yes. TP achieved, man. Tell him. Tell him. Listen, bro. Close. Is that TP hit? TP's hitting, man. Close. Oh my god. Close. Roy, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I appreciate you a million. I'm sending you the screenshot so you have it. I need you know that. This saying? is history. Listen, listen. You wanna know what's crazy? The last time I had you one to ten k. In literally fucking three days. Damn, they got no fucking sleep whatsoever. Who cares, bro? Like, this my dude. So you want to know what's crazy? The last time I had you on the podcast was the last time GJ started moving like this. The last time I did a massive, crazy move was the last time I had you on the podcast. That's crazy. crazy. That is crazy. It's that timing. Hey, so, listen, uh, you closed out the trade. So, I guess this is something that we could talk to people about. You closed out the trades. How are you feeling? And uh, if this thing does keep going, are, are you going to feel some kind of way about not holding the trade or are you satisfied with the profits that you got? Listen, man, none of these, listen, if I would have held all these trades all the way up until here, you know what I'm saying? It would have been a big bag. I'm okay. I'm fine. Like the thing is just that when you're a trader, there's all, you can always grow to a next level. Right now, the stage that I'm at, I'm still an intraday trader and I'm okay with that. I'm fine, but I know there's a new level that I want to achieve. I want to be able to hold all these positions long-term 
and be able to just stack, stack, stack. I've only did that probably like three or four times in my career. It's it, the thing is like, it's easy to enter a trade in this game. It's super duper easy. You just click a button. What's hard is maintaining it. What's hard is coming back and checking up on it. Like, especially when you're doing it all manually, like this computer stays on right now on my supercomputer in my, in my new office. Like this bitch does not sleep. It's not allowed to sleep. And you know what I'm saying? Every time I come on here, like I don't have to wiggle the mouse or nothing. She's showing me what GJ needs to show me. So instantly, like 90% of the my, 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 I wouldn't even say my day, but my time, I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? Getting creative, doing something. And the biggest thing with a pair like this is I'm trying to grow to the next level to where I'm holding all these moves in these positions. But the thing that you have to realize is we have so much influences. We have social media. We got uh, all-star traders, you know, we got grandfather traders like the Q Banks as you know, has been doing this for some time. You can't let what they're doing though, kind of cloud your outlook on yourself. At the end of the day, I tell everybody, when I trade, when I, I tell my students all the time, when I trade, it's me versus the market, not me, Tim, Ashley and Harry versus the market. It's me versus the market. So at the end of the day, there's certain psychological restraints that I have to be able to kind of break in order to make myself grow as a trader. So all this did was show me, hey, Drew, you're fucking right. Your analysis is on fucking point. Don't be a pussy in the future. Hold this shit and you'll be able to grow to new levels. That's all it's repeating to me, the same thing. And I'm okay with that because I know eventually that um, I'm going to have to put that big foot forward to where I take the risk and I hold it. And it's either going to be a lesson or a blessing. It's either going to be a win or a learn. I don't even call shit losses. I don't speak losses into my, my, my reality. I don't take a loss. I take a learning opportunity. If the markets cripple me and fuck me up, I learn how to get that bag even better. And that's it. Go. There we go. If you're going to accept a loss as a loss, I feel like it's just going to, you know, you're going to start to let it affect you. When it's a lesson, then maybe you can learn from it. So exactly, exactly. So I mean, you're in this trade for how long? How long were you in that current that current trade, bro? So um, literally from one sixty four. I'll break it down. So I've been in these trades since last night. Literally, I saw GJ kind of come back to right here last night. I want to say it was like around ten eleven. I literally had just got home, just got home. And I literally, this move wasn't even for me. That's the craziest fucking part. This move that I took was not for me. It was for my students. The reason why I caught this move for my students and I ended up taking it was because we did this push up and like I literally got out like right here after this retest and then it did this big push up. So I felt bad. I was like, damn, man, and I caught these guys the signals. I'm, I'm fine tuning them on how to build their psychology long term to hold a pair like this. And then, man, I just said, yo, guys, we're done for the day. And, you know, some of them, they're like, fuck that, Drew, we're still going. But, you know, some of them, they, they listen to me. They close when I tell them to close. So it's like, I felt bad because we missed out on the push. And, you know, we work so hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, we only trade GJ. So it's like, we work so hard to come in. And I was like, damn. So I saw this move line up. I was like, oh, yeah, that 23.6 is, uh, is, is, is respecting right here during the time of my analysis. And I was like, all right, say no more. We had this zone um that i drew off the one hour i believe it was a one hour um zone and then you know we kept on pushing so a little like around like 164 500 which is right around here let me mark it off exactly so we can guess i can show you what we get into fit in uh right around here i think it was like around here if i'm not mistaken so literally right around here again 23.6 were respecting we was basically in a range in a nutshell and me like i've gotten like even even since the last time I've been on the show, like I've gotten so much better at trading consolidation. Sometimes I get a little slapped up, but sometimes I won't. Like it is what it is. Like I said, learning opportunities. But the thing is, like even when a pair is ranging, obviously you want to buy at the bottom and sell at the top. But I try to get my entries on the wicks as closest to QPs as possible because the thing is, if it if it respects institutional support or resistance, it's instantly supposed to go up to the next one. So me knowing this. Um, I literally waited for a couple of time frames to kind of get its engulfing. You can see right here, the minor break. Let me kind of show y'all. Let me draw it for y'all real quickly so y'all can see what I see. This man, Drew, is a surgeon. Listen, you have to be on a pair like this, man. You have to be like, like the minor details is what's going to set you free. Like right here, it, it was trying to retest right here. It pushed up because it had momentum. It came back and revisit the same area. And I was like, bro, this looks too sticky. And then I placed one for myself and I was down here and it literally did this 
and then it exhausted and pulled back right here. I was like, bro, you're not missing me again. So I called it for the students. We instantly went into profit. I think we took like about like 40 pips from it. And then we got out, but I told him to get out. And then I literally was minting my trade and I fell the fuck asleep. Literally fell asleep. And I woke up this morning and I saw both my entries, like 80 something pips in profit. I'm like, bruh. So in all reality, we really only missed out like on, you know, like 40 something pips. So I wasn't really tripping. Like I said, um, I, I try not to have no FOMO whatsoever because again, I wake up and I rinse, wash, and repeat. So I was like, bro, we just got to wait for the next time to align. I woke up. I was like, all right, the getting's good. Came back. Boom. It pulled back here. And literally, I was lined up right here. You could see the stop loss. You can see everything right around here. Um, again, if you guys don't know my strategy, um, I'll give you a little hint, hint. I, I like to use 10 pip stop losses. I love my briefing room. Yeah, I can see literally right here. Boom, we came. We pulled back. Disengulfing happened. Literally right here at 440, this, this zone right here, which was on a higher time frame, was our main barrier. So as you know, zones are basically rejection areas based off of wicks. So they should be able to kind of add influence to price to push up, and then it should come back to revisit that, you know, supplier demand zone later. So I knew we were going to come back later, but during the time of the signal, literally we took it. We went into like, what, seven pip drawdown, you know what I'm saying? But boom, the reward was... 60 pips we took 50 pips out of this but the reward was 60 pips so you know what i'm saying so what the fuck is that shit and that's then my ass that's crazy and then literally i fell back asleep <laughs> went through all of this woke back up and i was like bro so then it came and tapped right here i was like ah. came back down i was like i'm holding it even 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 just not too long ago like, like, I want to say I was in an Uber like about an hour ago and I'm just looking at this trade. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this whore doing? I'm like, that's all I'm saying. She's like, bro, what is this whore doing, bro? Like, come on, get right. And I'm seeing, I'm like, yo, it's going up. It's respecting its zone. It's respecting its zone. Literally, we just got this push. It came back with a retest of this QP because, you see, this is a perfect example. We pushed up. We never made a retest of this QP right here. We came back and got our retest and got approval to go to the next QP. That's why this was my exit. And you can see the exit was a very beautiful exit because, you know, it's doing some, some other shit right now. And, you know, I hit my goal. So it's like, who cares if I push up? I walked away confident. I challenged myself and I came out on top. I'm better than I was yesterday because all of them, all of them restless couple of days I just had was all worth it. It was all worth it. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like, listen, the biggest thing, I gave myself a challenge and it's crazy. I was so hungry for this. Behind closed doors, Nobody knows. I, I'm pretty sure everybody's always going through some shit. I'm going through this move. I'm going through crazy life changes. You know what I'm saying? Like everything. And throughout this, I literally just had to lock in and focus. And I couldn't let now one distraction break my focus from this. Because at the end of the day, me doing this, I don't care what nobody says. Everybody likes to talk about emotions when it comes to trading and being emotionless. This makes me psychologically more better because I took something from nothing and made it something and now the whole mindset behind that is now we got to make sure this is duplicatable and that the process is able to continue. You see what I'm saying? So, so let's pull some lessons out of this experience so that we can make, you know, hopefully make this duplicatable. It's like you have a lot of stuff going on. You're in the middle of a move. Congratulations, by the way. There's a lot of different things going on and people don't understand. You're also calling trades for other people. And that, that's a lot of pressure as it is, because if you lose, it's not just you. It's like so many people are losing and it's your credibility and all this stuff. So what are some things that you use to keep yourself locked in? You know, you have I mean, the chats, the life circumstances. How do you keep yourself so focused on GJ and so focused on trading that you can tune out the distractions? I mean, like GJ just became like, like, so some people, they don't have to trade every day. I love to trade every day. Why? Because it makes my character who I am. GJ has just become a part of my life, to be honest. And where I'm at with it, I don't care if I have a hundred million. Some people say they want to quit, like, it's cool. Like, this is a sport for me. This is a sport. This is a very, it, it's fun. And at the end of the day, when I take a learning opportunity, I feel it, but I try to learn from it and grow from it. Sometimes it's not my fault. Sometimes it is my fault and it is what the fuck it is. But as far as for keeping balance, man, like, like join a community, man. Like that's the best thing I can tell you. Like chart addicts has a wonderful community. I have a wonderful community. Everybody has a wonderful community. Find somebody that gravitates towards you, towards whatever pair you like, and if they have a community, stick with it. Like 
my community, don't get me wrong, you get the one rotten apple that tries to contaminate the bunch, but the bunch is so strong because we've been through it together. That's why, like, my signal room is closed right now. I don't want no new people right now. Like, my, my people, they're getting it. They're loving it. They're flowing with it. We're making money together, and we're all happy. You know what I'm saying? They're able to grow. They're able to understand my psychology when it comes to GJ and, and, and how I do things. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's just so fucking awesome because, like, I worked so hard to get where I am, right? Harder shit. I, I did the five DCs. I did a whole bunch of things, like, to kind of put people in my shoes to kind of understand what I feel. And it's just the biggest, I guess, pleasure that I get out of it is not the money, but more so people understanding my mindset behind how I trade. So now they understand, like, when other people are calling sales, it's no more than a better feeling. Yo, it's a buy, and this is why it's a buy. Yes, it's all perspective-based at the end of the day, but we we back test this shit so much every day that it's literally one boat one sound that if juicy banks was supposed to be sick well hey the pack the, the pack the pack got it the pack the pack got it like yeah i'm not there but they know what they're looking for they're hungry they know what they're seeing you know what i'm saying they're not trying to leave a pip on the table small risk big reward you know what i'm saying and that's what it's all about when you just sit back and look at it like god damn all i have to do is just post my charts and they tore it up. <laughs> so a lot of people ask, Drew, a lot of people will ask, like, why do you have a community? Why um, put time into other people? Why pour into other people when you can, you just like keep it to yourself? I feel like that's the biggest question that we get all the time, which is like, you know, like you're trading, you can keep your peace to yourself. Why give back? So like, what's your it, reason? What impact do you want to have? So I mean, like longevity wise, like I've been doing this for quite some time and like it gets boring after a while. Like, like, I just bought a McLaren, and it's like, yeah, I get to chill with the regular bunch of people who has a supercar, but what about the average person that's coming up that wants to kind of mesh and hang around and be with us? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to have to get in where they fit in. So it's just like, all right, like, we all have goals. We all are trying to grow. And me helping myself grow, I help others grow. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I feel like this is how I've always been. Like, I've never been selfish. I've never been one to kind of hog all the things for myself. Like, yo, if there's enough pot for you to eat and for you to eat, or you need a shirt today, here you go, or you want to go buy some kicks together, or you short, it, it, it don't matter. That's just always the person I've been. You know what I'm saying? I'm a giver, and, you know, sometimes it bites me in the fucking ass. But, you know, other times it don't. And this situation where I have a community um, to where, like I said, like, this, shit, this sport, it gets boring. Like, I had to do build an account from one to a thousand to make it enjoyable again. You know what I'm saying? Besides that, that when I do the, the odd sizes, it's like, it's all just big numbers. And it's like, all right, I, I took a long opportunity today. I'll bounce back tomorrow. All right, another 20 grand, another 30 grand. So it's just like, um, I think Warren Buffett said it. The hardest thing is like building, when you make that first 100K. But after that, when you start to make it to a million, it's only a matter of time. So it's just like, the biggest thing is if I could sharpen people's learning curve, to have a better longevity of this. And I built an army of people who know how to trade GJ. Like, GJ's just going to take over the world as being the best pair. You know what I'm saying? For sure. like, and honestly, like, look, this is like, this is kind of a hidden gem. But I have a few people in my group chat that, like, they took my NAS strategy and they send out uh, a bunch of trades. Sometimes I wake yeah. up in the morning and just check my chat. I'm just scrolling through and I see their name. I'm like, all right, that looks good to me. Like, all I have to do is hit the confirmation. And that's a beautiful feeling. It's rewarding to be able to pass on that, that skill set. So you look at GJ, obviously the yen just hit a record low. This thing is crashing. It's like the yen as a currency is completely worthless. Do you look at news? Do you look at fundamentals or nah? I mean, like because of my because of because of my students, I, I honestly do now, but I mean like I don't like I, literally in my 4 a.m. live, somebody's telling me like, yo. GJ is coming up with news today, bro. You probably gonna look out for it. I was like, nah, fuck that shit, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, personally, I don't need to. Like, I'm on the lower time frames enough where you see the news impact those lower time frames. So if it's in a downtrend on the lower time frame and positive news comes up, it's even going to break out, do a little minor retest and shoot off. If the news continues going good to push it up, the news is bad, it's going to go down. The news is very simple. Like, yes, you have a forecast. Yes, you have the decoded the, the cast after. But in, in, in a nutshell, like, it's not hard. Like, I've been doing this for so long. Like, back in my day, NFP was the, the big bad wolf, like where NFP was either fuck you or 
make you lit. And it's just like after a while, when you trade technically, but you see fundamentally, like you have the fundamental eyesight, it's just like like news. I doesn't say it becomes irrelevant because there could be a big news on GJ right now, and it'll just tank, but then it's gonna whipsaw back up probably. So I'm not trying to say news is completely irrelevant. So don't take it for that. But there's a time and a place. But if you're taking your trade and you got stopped out and it was something crazy, you know it's going to be news. Like, it's just like almost having a spidey sense. Like, when something, like, I know when something's wrong with GJ. Like, I know when it's not doing no right. shit. Like, GJ going one direction and not do no retests and just do its thing. And I'd be like, like bro, like, all right, when are you going to get back to them? When are you going to get back to them? And I'm on the lower time frames. just waiting for that, 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 that jab, jab, to, you know, to see it come back to life. And then, you know, I know it's back to normal. So the biggest thing with news, man, like for anybody who's new, obviously look at it, look at it, try to understand it, try to incorporate it into your strategy, but all you're doing when you incorporate it into your strategy is building a certain eyesight for it. And like I said, I could draw all these technicals on a naked chart in my mind. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing. Like, I can see everything. I can tell you that this was the 23.6. I can tell you that from here to here, if I was supposed to do a fib, this is probably a 23.62 if I was supposed to do it. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm right. But that's because I backtest the living shit out of this pair every single day. Like, I'm up at 3 a.m. I mean, that's, that's the key that I need everybody to understand is that you actually trade this every day. And so you're not using the news because you understand how it works and you understand when something like when it's not operating under the normal mechanics, then there's something wrong. There's something happening outside that's affecting the pair. I think that's awesome. Uh, personally, I don't use news to trade every day because it's like, it's kind of irrelevant to what happens on the price anyways. Like good news exactly. might come out, but it, the, the pair might still drop. Like the correlation isn't there. And so um, I like what you said about just using it as like a big picture thing. So uh, building a small account. I kind of, I really want to get into this. There's a podcast with Jason that's dropping this week. So obviously a lot of people are growing small. Well, not a lot of people. It's just a few, it's a handful of very skilled traders growing these small accounts. So I do want to take this opportunity to ask you guys about your mindset. So you, when you first opened the account, you obviously had the big goals for it. Did you try to go to a, to 10 K right away? Or did you try and go from one K to three and then take it from there? I don't know. The very first thing that I do whenever I'm building an account is I like to build cushion. I like to build cushion. I repeat, I like to build cushion. Cushion is what buys me freedom. Cushion applies to my what sword I'm looking for. Cushion applies to my 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 equity. I, I treat every everything that I do. I treat it like an FTMO challenge, right? To where an FTMO or a pop from challenge. To where I know I have this much, but I don't need to use all of it to make something. I built the cushion and then I reward myself for the dedication with the smaller lots and then I up the lots. So when I first started this, right off the bat, the very first trade I took, I got stopped out. And I was like, bruh, and I was like, hell no. And then literally at 160, um, oh what? At 169.37, which is this one right here. I already had an entry right here that I called, but then this one as well. Literally we went to the moon. This was the first one I took which was all the way down here. The biggest thing is like, I waited. I waited, I waited, I waited, and my patience was awarded. So when it came to building this small account, this very first position right here, this was literally a 0.50. I took a 0.50 somewhere over here and I got stopped out. So my risk management, how it goes, whenever I get stopped out, I either lower the lot size or I raise it but only under certain circumstances do I raise it. So you see right here where I got this clean minor break of structure right here on the lower time frame, and then a retest, and then I got like a little engulfing right here. This was a signal to buy. So I lotted the fuck up. I did a standard on that shit. I said, fuck it. Boom, I risked only 10 pips. So if I got stopped out, it was a hundred bucks. I would have literally been at 850. I'm okay with being at 850. I'm okay because I don't know if that one failed. It's like, bro, all right, let me scale back. Let me do a lower lot size, catch some pips. And then after I be consistent, let me reward myself. So it's all about rewarding yourself and kind of making it a game, right? So after I kind of broke up to right here, boom, I did a second one. I was already lit right here with this one. I was still holding. All I did was a 0.50 and boom, I scaled it. Literally then when I got up to like right here and I did some more entries right around here, I started to get okay with the standard because I was already confident from down here on my standard lot size and it's catching all these pips. I had enough cushion. You see what I'm saying? So I use my floating profits 
as cushion and then I stack a bigger trade um, where I'm most comfortable at market structure wise, whatever time frame it is that I'm taking off of. And I use that cushion. And then usually that entry that I'm taking with that new position, my stop loss is my old entry. So that way I close out two entries at the same time if it was supposed to pull back on me. So I'm seeing like, I'm, I know some people are look are seeing me look down. I was just, I pulled up the results that you sent me because uh, Drew yeah. sent me the screenshot of this. And so I'm trying to see how many individual trades you took. It looks like here was probably like seven trades max. Like, cause, cause there's obviously you took a few re-entries on some of them, but I see mm -hmm. that like some of these are just like, so these are re-entries. Yeah. It's probably like seven or eight trades. So eight trades, three days, one K to 10 K. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to, this is going to be the title for this, this video. It's going to be Drew Banks teaches chart addicts how to trade GJ. <laughs> it just gave me the masterclass. All right. So I, uh, I appreciate you breaking down all the different timeframes. The psychology though, I feel like gets hard when you're doing an account build, not at the beginning, but once you start having money in the account and now you're like, well, damn, I don't really want to lose this money, but you can use bigger lot sizes now because the account's growing. And so there's a yes. little bit more risk. So how do you feel about that middle stage when you have three, 4,000 profit, you don't want to risk it back? That process is where it gets a little challenging. And at least for me, and I want to explain why, right? There's plenty of, like, again, I'm good at building an account and starting off. The hardest part is making sure that I got here. Now I got to finish. That's always the hardest part. And I feel like that's where traders kind of overcomplicate it because they get too happy with their past results and try to make it their future results. Like nothing's guaranteed. At the end of the day, when I trade GJ, like I'm glad it did the big push and everything. Am I am I okay that I missed out? Like, yeah. But that next day when it presents that opportunity for yourself, like I'm always using a decent lot size. I always start off with one. I always start off with one lot size and I'm risking that, right? Literally yesterday, I tried to double up. And as soon as I double up, I got stopped out. And I was like, bro, Whenever I double up, I get stopped out. So I was like, bro, no more doubling for this account build. I'm doing one lot size at a time. And once it pushes and I study the fuck out of that retest and what's going on, only then will I enter. And when I literally did that, I had a better peace of mind because the, even me at my level, I try to get into a haste of building an account too quickly where for one entry where I would enter, I'll put two to three positions there. And just like, why? Why the fuck do I need to do that when there's different time frames for that? There's an entry time frame. Why not just use an entry time frame and fucking add my entries to there? So I was like, bro, I already started like that. Like, like I might as well finish like that. That's you know like what I'm saying? make or break for an account build. It's the stacking yes. of the positions because you start having a little yeah. bit of success in the account and then you start to double, triple up. And then that's the one that draws back and it draws back a lot of gains. So after this many years of experience, you could just definitely tell people that there's a smart way to grow an account and then rushing it is not it. Is that Fair to say. Yeah, bro, rushing like 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 anything that's fast, I don't want. Like, don't get me wrong, GJ pumped up in three days, but that's different. You know what I'm saying? Anything that's fast, I don't want it. It builds no fucking character whatsoever. Like, yes, I did this in three days, but it's just like I really used like you know my three minute, my five minute, my seven minute to add those extra positions where it made sense for me the most. And, you know, those are my entry time frames. So those are time frames that I use on the lower time frames. While I'm trying to make sense of GJ where it's at. And if I deem it, if I have enough confluences, whether it's a zone, a trend line, a QP, uh, engulfing, the biggest thing for me, though, is those candlestick patterns. Like mm. once they print and they solidify and they close, and let's say I get an engulfing on the, the three minute, for example, like let's talk about this move right here because this one's perfect. Right around here, right? You see right here why I got this retest. Um, and then and engulfing right after. Look at that same move on the three minute, right? That same move on the three minute is literally just a big push up. But then I come back to the five minute, it's a variation. See what I'm saying? I come back to here, it's an engulfing. So in some shape, in some sense of way, shape, or form, when you're literally going up the ladder back up to your higher time frame, that same time frame should have some type of confluence to your overall bias. And if you don't get it, then you have to wait for that next candle to print and solidify before you move up the ladder. So literally like some people, they wait to get confluence on all time frames before they take a trade. I definitely don't do that shit. I used to, uh, I found myself, I take like one to two trades a week like that. What I really made the strategy my own is where I'm okay with taking the rejections 
of uh, certain price points. And then from there, I look for the positive, the positive things like the engulfings over rejections. Like a lot of people just look at engulfings or buyers are in control. That's not the only thing. You see all these wicks that I got down here at the lower time frame, or even this range. This right here just let me know that this is super support, that this shit should not break, that if it comes down here, it's probably going to fuck with me and it's probably going to snap back. And every single time it came right here to this magical golden yellow line that you see right here, atop of this zone, it rejected every single time. So that's what gave me the confidence. I already knew my entry was fugly, but I didn't care that it was fugly. I was okay with sacrificing the risk because the candlestick data preached to me and talked to me and let me know, hey, Drew, it's okay. You fucked up, but it's okay. You can hold this one. It's okay. As long as, as, long as the price is still respecting. So it's all right. So at what point would you have, at what point, like, would you ever start shorting it? Or because the overall trend, the higher time frame is still bullish, you would wait for the pullback and start to go long again? I think I traumatized myself shorting it and I'm going to be transparent. Like in the beginning, when I first launched, you know, giving signals, like I developed in so much of a caretaker that like my decisions weigh out on my community. Right. So it was like in the beginning, I thought it was all about giving out pips and it is, but at the end of the day, it's your student comprehension. It's your student retention. It's your students really understanding your strategy or having a uh, understanding of what you're doing. So at the end of the day, I was calling buys, I was calling sales on GJ, giving a thousand pips a week. And that's not what it's about. You know, it's about understanding your bias and understanding your setup, but also like not contaminating people's psychology. And at the end of the day, not to say the sales do contaminate people's psychology, but if the higher time frame is telling you buy, why am I going against it? Like make my, make, make my life easier. You know what I'm saying? I'm already trading for myself. I'm already trading for other people. It's like, yeah, there's a short-term sales. It's like, all right, let's just catch a little mini buys. Let's just catch a little 20, 30 pips. And we okay. We're still getting a slice of food today. We're still getting a slice of pizza. Eat that shit up. And there's going to be a day where we get a big push again. That's just how I look at it. Like, it's going to humble you. Like, I think, uh, I think I saw a Swaggy repost it. And um, from Umar, and Umar said something along the lines of he made 450K one month, he made like 30 or 50K next month. That's GJ sometimes. GJ sometimes will give you that big time or gives you that big push. Other times you just give me 30 pips, 20 pips. And you got to be okay with that. You got to be suffice. At the end of the day, it's the journey. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be okay with it. And I feel like that's where you build the, the more in deep psychology because. You're not like a hunter. You're not like looking for up, down, left, right. You're not looking for everything that it throws at you. You're only looking for what you want and what Very it presents. Picking yeah. that and that's it. There we go. So you've been doing this long enough and you are seeing a lot of success with your strategy. So how do you keep yourself in line from getting too cocky on the charts and from maybe like, you know, double dipping in some of these trades or maybe, you know, entering too many positions? Like how do you keep yourself in line, especially after this run? You really want to know? Yeah, I need to. Let me go get let me go get the secret sauce. Hold on, give me one second. <laughs> so this is the game. Is I have no idea what he's about to pull out, and it could be anything. Give me one second. Uh, it could literally be anything. All right. So let me just turn it out. Back. So every trader should have one of these, right? And this is the number one thing. This is something that, you know, as a kid, to use it as a kid, it's called a diary, right? My diary that I give out to everybody, bossing up, by the way, is the very first page. You have a trading plan. Even me at today in this day and age, I have a plan and I stick to my plan. I don't divert from my plan. I use it. My plan is not to duplicate my strategy onto the plan. I don't need that. I need rules and regulations that are going to protect me when I'm making money and save me from losing a lot of money at the end of the day. So boom, my trading plan, 20 to 30 pips on a regular basis. If the market gives me more than that, I take it. I'm making sure that I'm selling at a lower high, if I'm selling off, I'm buying at a higher low. I'm making sure that I use all my time frames in analysis to, you know, my moves. And then, you know, I have, you know, no retest, no entry, which is the basic one. Have some patience, which makes me wait for the candles to close and adapt and not react. If I see a huge candle dropping, I'm not chasing it. I'm going to wait for the retest and then get in there when my entry is pristine. 
And then I have my confirmation checklist. Every confirmation that I can get known to man, I have it there. And literally what I do is I just check it off when I get it and I take my positions. I need a minimum of two and a maximum of however much. You know what I'm saying? And literally that is what protects me. First off, brilliant. And somebody at your level still pulling that out and still showing people that it works. It's those are like the little things that make or break your trading. When you start to backtest, when you start to journal, and when you start to have an actual trading plan, that's my, that's like, for me, that's day one in your trading is once you start taking things serious, that's when it starts. Now you had good guidance when you first started. Did you ever go through a period of time where you traded without a plan or did from day one, you always developed some kind of plan? Listen, bro, I, I, I tried to, and I think I, I spoke about this. I tried to kick my drop three times and I failed each time because I didn't have a plan. There was one point where I blew my account and I'd never forget this. I blew my account. I already had quit my last job. I was good. I had like 20, 30 K. Um, I literally remember this. I was taking a buy on UJ and UJ had some news. My entries wasn't as proper as they need to be. News came. I was holding it through news. I was good. And literally when news is about to turn around, um, I, I stressed the fuck out of my account because I was trying to go so aggressive and pop. So boom, that was learning opportunity number one. I need a plan. You know, I can't go in there trying to swing, 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 have a big day. That's not how this bitch works. The second time was I got greedy again. But in this time of getting greedy, when I lost it, I didn't lose all of it. I lost a chunk because A, I was holding, I was holding moves all the way at the bottom and I wasn't closing. So I was trying to, I was in a rush to, uh, have this big day and I'm like bro why am I chasing the big day the bay is gonna come to me then the last time is like that's when it made all the more sense I was like bro I literally could have got out right here and I understood why I need to get out right here and that's when I learned that QPs was the missing sauce that I needed and then you know it took me like what an additional three to four years to get that because I was making a lot of money but I was also losing a lot of money too you know what I'm saying and once I got that that perfected where I needed small risk big reward and now it's just like, if I blow an account, it's because I chose to blow the account. It's because I chose to purge on the account. You know what I'm saying? But I have an account that I purge on that I, I let the emotions out on there. Like if I want to go fucking do uh, a 10 lot on US 30, fucking I go fuck up my money over there and go have fun with that. But I'm not doing that on something I take more serious. Yep. All the best traders that I know, like everybody I talk to that I really, that I respect in this game, everybody has multiple accounts. Because no one's trying to pretend like they're Gandhi and that they're not going to have any sort of emotion and they're not going to need, you know, uh, feel the need to like overtrade an account one day. Every, all of us understand that it, we're all human and having another account to protect yourself from your main account. That I think is a, is a huge common theme that I've been seeing. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, is that something that you see bigger traders have as well? Do people have multiple accounts? I just feel like you have the most success. It's like almost like, it's like, watch this. I'm a guy. I'm, if I was single, I'd be dating, you know, multiple women. When you're dating multiple women, you're dealing with multiple personalities. So imagine trading 30 different pairs on one account. How do you ever truly give one account your 100%? So it's just like how I look at it is it's like, okay, you have one account dedicated to this risk so that you can divert your risk. And then one day you're going to feel like being crazy. One day you're going to want to do something. So why not have an account that you, I you could call it your high risk account, where on that account, you only risk the big, bad lot sizes for only those big, bad moves that you see. And then you have a fucking another account that you just want to purge on. You want to trade news today? Don't trade news on your, 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 your funded account or your account you're trying to make a bag off of unless you're really, really sure. Have an account that you go purge on. Shit, throw $10 in an account and do a fucking dollar and see how much pips you get. Shit, you have $100 still that bitch in. It doesn't matter. A purge account is supposed to be able to help you release that, 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 toxicity, that toxicness that you want to put out there in your trading. People don't understand like trading is all about keeping balance, right? If you don't keep balance, you can't do it. If you don't exert those, 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 those emotions sometimes that we all can't control because we're only human, like you're gonna you're gonna do it somewhere else. So it's like I'd rather release it, let it be gone, let it do its thing, then hold on to it and let it affect me. I'm a firm believer in that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I have an account that I just go and release it on. So you've been consistent with your strategy, your outlook on trading for a while, and you've been consistent on your schedule too. Like, do you want to talk to people about your your trading schedule, your daily schedule? And how that helps keep you in line to make sure that you are kind of staying in that focus zone. 
So when it comes to like me and just like trading overall, I wake up every single day at 3.50 a.m. Some days I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. I burn, I'll probably, I'll probably tired of shit. I'll probably take, take a nap. But at the end of the day, like Kobe trained every day. MJ trained every day. Even when they were at the prime, even they were winning rings, they were still at it. I look at this like, yo, I still got to be at it. I still got to be on my feet. I could wake up one day and, you know, potentially not know what the fuck this shit's doing and have to take more time to recondition myself. I don't want to go through that at the level I'm at. Sorry, I don't. I don't want to put in all this hard work to go, you know what I'm saying? Like, sit back and for what? Not yet. I'm not where I want to be. So, like, when it comes to it, I wake up besides Sunday, maybe Saturday and Fridays. I wake up Monday through Thursday every single day at, like, around 3.30 to 3.50 a.m. And I'm literally up, I'm literally just up from there. I'll do my 4 a.m. live session with my students where we trade live. I'll call the move beforehand, like around like around like four, four or five. I'll call the move beforehand because it's easy to enter the move. And then boom, as soon as everybody's up, we start the live session by at least no later than 3:30. I mean 4:30. And we're all on there. And now I'm teaching everybody the psychology that comes with holding a trade. Again, hitting the button is easy. Anybody can do that. A three-year-old can do that. I go tell my three-year-old niece to come, you know what I'm saying? Do that. She's gonna go do that. It's easy to hit a button. Now, understanding how to hold and why you're holding, that's where the psychologically comes into the thing. I tell everybody, like, this game is really 80% psychology, 20% strategy. You have to mentally understand the strategy to do it correctly, but you have to mentally understand what you're looking for for the strategy to work. So the strategy being with 20%, you're just seeing it, you understand it, but now we got to make sure that your mental can duplicate it properly. And that's where, you know, you separate the, 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 the beginners from the people that have been doing it for a long time. And I, I want to get a little bit deeper into the psychology because we always say trading is mostly psychology and people don't really know what that means. To somebody who doesn't trade, you'll be like, well, it seems to me like not hold, like just holding the trade means that you're not doing any work. You're not doing anything. So that should be the easiest part, right? Like that, that's, that's how it looks from the outside. So what are the, <laughs> I mean, Drew, you know, I know I'm asking for the people. If you, so when you're in the trade or when you're thinking about being in the trade or when you're considering closing or not closing, what are the hardest things about managing a position that make the psychology so important in trading? Uh, it's that double-edged sword of patience, man. Like the patience to make things play out. Like, like at the end of the day, patience takes some time. Like, again, I trade, I've been in these moves since yesterday and that's because I was just holding it obviously for a push up, but you know, the patience to, even when I entered right here, I wanted to close, but again, like I didn't close because I had my analysis and I had to watch it play out. If it came right here and it tanked and it started to tank and it broke through, I was risking more, but I had the cushion, I had the safety net. So the biggest thing, man, when it comes to this game is this, you have to be patient. And that's why I say like a pair like this, like it'll ting down, but then in a second it can reject and go back up. So what you saw three seconds ago is not what you see now. And the biggest thing is just that you have to wait for these candles to close because these candles are what gives you the confidence, what gives you the, the, the signal to buy or to sell, what gives you even the confidence to hold your position. And it's just like on a lower time frame, it's a bunch of candles that make a higher time frame. Like watch this, like every one hour candle, there's two of those that make that you know what i'm saying there's two four hour can there's two two hour candles that make a four hour candle so you know what i'm saying so it's just i feel like little things like that are taken for granted in trading because it's just like if you got a couple of candles before that made the bigger picture and then you go up to the bigger picture you should be able to understand what that bigger picture is telling you using that lower time frame data vice versa breaking the higher time frame data down to the lower time frame so it's just like the biggest thing, man, is time and patience. Like I tell anybody, man, like backtest the pair first. Backtest it so you understand how it breathes because you see this from here, from here to here, this was about 30 pips. And this is what I mean by how GJ breathes. It came down from QP to QP is already 25. It came down a little bit below, like right there was like 30 pips. It breathed 30 pips before it went back in the direction. So that's why I have my stop losses at, 10 pips because I give myself three three to four chances to get it right. You know, on a, on a, on a day I'm, I'm really feeling my shit 
five chances. Some people may say five trades is a lot, but on a pair like GJ, I get if I manage my risk accordingly, I can catch a big move and make it all back. Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? The biggest thing is just understanding what you see, and understanding what you see takes time. Like what you gotta go ahead. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that risk and reward piece is huge. And I feel like it's something that people are really sleeping on, which is a lot of people are scared to lose because they just don't want to be wrong. Like they don't want to take multiple losses because they're like, you know, what if the trade doesn't hit and I just took a, a bunch of losses? What you're saying is that one win is going to make up for it. And so that's exactly. talk about the importance of risk and reward and, and like you seeing multiple losses and then having one trade make it up. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the game, like I don't care – I don't care if you learn from, 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 I don't care who you learn from, more love it is. Every person's strategy is going to inquire some type of learning opportunities. The biggest thing is, are you understanding why you took that learning opportunity? Are you going blindly swinging every time? Are you studying your learning opportunities? Because your learning opportunities define why you take the next trade. So boom, perfect example. I got stopped out right around here twice yesterday. And all I did was give it some more time. And all it told me was, hey, Drew, at that time, your trade wasn't supported because right here was support. It made it look like we broke under this little support right here, which is why I got stopped out twice with those positions. But then my analysis played out, which me being right, I waited, boom. And then once it showed me what it needed to show me, I got confident and I got back in and I was right back on the right track again. So the biggest thing, like, even with that, like, if I never studied why, who knows? I would have been said, F this crap, man, and probably walk away. That's one thing I could have did. Or what you could have did is study, damn, why did I lose this? Whenever you take a learning opportunity, you can't jump into it right away. You have to give the chart some time and some data to kind of show you why you took that learning opportunity. And once that data was there, I saw that, hey, man, the time that I was trying to buy, unfortunately, what was support wasn't support anymore. It decided to use a lower support. I'm okay with that because I see it playing out. I'm going to wait. And even when it started to push up, I didn't jump into it so quickly. I waited to show me a nice continuation. And I was confident on that continuation that we were going to go because it was using an area that should have been support previously. Basically, I, I, I bought back at the same area again that I got stopped out at. But I did it smart because... I had data to go off of to let me know that it was going to go in my direction. Big key between a beginner trader and then someone who's obviously like you that has the experience is giving, giving the market a little bit of uh, time to print new candles and get that new data versus there's always a feeling of, I just lost money and I need to make the money back, you know, cause it's no. always, it's, it's not good to walk, you know, it doesn't feel good to walk away in a loss. Cause you're always feeling some kind of, uh, you know, just some, some kind of way about it. And so let me, let me say one thing real quick. Let me say one thing. Would you rather, would you rather have a series of losses or learning opportunities? Or would you rather have a couple that are going to teach you a bigger lesson for the future? The way I look at it is with trading, you live to trade another day. Give yourself a limit because everybody has their limits. Give yourself a limit. And within that limit, if you can't get it right, if you're not patient enough to get it right within your limit, then you don't need to trade for that day. 100%. 100%. That it's like it's having a plan and sticking to it. And so do you feel like experience teaches you? Like, obviously, we all bro broke our rules enough times to learn our lesson. And that's kind of that's at least what I attribute my success to is like, I'm not where I'm at, because like, I'm like self righteous, I'm where I'm at, because I burned my hand so many times, I just can't burn my hand anymore. I'm done. Like, I got to do the right <laughs> things. <laughs> so do you feel like that's what uh, experience teaches you? I mean, like 100%, I would have to agree. Like, again, like if anybody knows like a little bit about me, like when I first, when I first started, you know, doing my thing trading, like I, I was good in my five day course, but I wasn't the best one. Like I was asking questions and people were looking at me like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, ugly. I don't know what it is. Like, come on. Like, well, you should have knew that. And I was like, everything was so accelerated for me. Long story short. So it was just like, I've been, I burnt my hands for, I burnt my hands in good ways and in bad ways, right? Like obviously a bad way is blowing an account, but I burnt my hand in a good way to where I made so much profit and lost it all. So it's like, well, goddamn, like I'm good at it. You know, I fucked up. Like I'm glad I fucked up because like if I couldn't handle 
uh, a, a 10K learning opportunity, how am I going to handle making a million dollars and thinking I'm going to be perfect at it? Hell no. So it's just like, come on, you got to you gotta make it make sense. And at the end of the day, like if you don't take no learning opportunities, how do you expect to grow? How do you expect to elevate? Like it's, it's, it's my learning opportunities that obviously made me want to be so sharp and so witty on GJ to where I'm damn near not losing anything. It defined my characteristics. At the end of the day, if you go through nothing, how do you expect to be something? A hundred percent. And it's not even just going through something. The biggest, I think, common theme that uh, everyone at home is going to pick up from what you're saying is reflection. Mm -hmm. There's a really famous quote by Ray Dalio. He says, pain plus reflection equals progress. So if you're just like taking L's all the time and you're not reflecting on it, chances are you're not going to grow. It's just going to hurt. But like you said, like if you're actually looking at the mistakes and you're reflecting on it, that's where the progress comes in. And it seems like you've mastered the ability to be honest with yourself and to get the ego out the way so you can learn that lesson. So I think that's really crucial. Let's shift away from, from trading real quick. Talk to me about goals. I mean, it could be trading too, but talk to me about goals. Talk to me about what, you know, anything that you're up to. What are you looking to do for the rest of the years? Things that people should expect from you, anything like that? I mean, like, as far as for like, I was thinking about, you know, going into retirement, you know, um, giving myself some time to grow and elevate to the next level. And it's like, I want to do it, but now I got, more people now than ever who need me, who are trading in GJ, who need this insight. So it's like, damn, I wanted to, you know, put down the mantle for a little bit, even give somebody a chance to come take up the mantle and see how we do in the future. But it's just like, I thought it was time, but it's not time yet. And um, I guess for the future, like right about now, I want to, I want to be able to give this sauce to obviously everybody. Hence why I came up here and did this with you. Cause I knew you're going to pick the shit out of my brain and, you know, make me talk, which is, I always enjoy it with you. It's fun. Um, but also like, just give everybody the insight. Like if you stick to one pair, like you can be lit. Like I know people that are trading like three, four pairs, like for what? Like it, it's not necessary. Find one pair and know the ins and outs of it. And even when you have that one pair, be the best. Like, like, this is like, there's always going to be somebody who's trading the same pair at you. You can't stop it, but no one's going to, when you're really passionate about it, no one's going to know it like you do. Everybody's going to have to eventually come to you to understand that. And I feel like that's what I did to GJ. Like, yeah, there's a thousand people that trade GJ, but there's no one that trades GJ like me. There's no one that only buys GJ like me. When Even when this bitch is melting, I'm buying DJ. And it's just like, I just built a, a, a comfortability zone with, you know, my strategy and even myself. And I kind of want to just be able to duplicate that. Like everybody wants to be like somebody, fuck that, be yourself. I try to tell everybody you are the next biggest thing. Like, like, yes, you have people that you may idolize, but like- You gotta believe you in can, yourself. You have to believe in yourself like how you believe in your idols. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like, like perfect example, like everybody's hyped for new music right now or whatever the case may be like shit. You probably get in the studio, start making some music. Everybody's probably gonna rock to your music like that. It's the same concept of trading, same philosophy with trading, man. Like, put in, put in, put in the work. Who cares? Grind it. Who cares? You see, you're gonna see the results. And at the end of the day, when it comes to the land of the charts, like your results are gonna speak for itself. I love, I love that that you said that. Mastering one pair and becoming the best at it. I mean, you and GJ are kind of synonymous. Like your name in my phone. I was trying to put it, pull it up. Your name in my phone. I got the yen emoji next to your name. I don't know if like the yen with the GJ going up emoji. Yeah, yeah. Like it's part of like it becomes part of the brand, you know. And a lot of people they associate me with Nasdaq because I traded every single day. And you really start to understand the the like not just the market structure of it, but the nuance and how it moves and its personality. So it's you said it right there. It's personality, exactly. Yep. I mean, you said it. Like you're you're dealing with multiple pairs. It's like multiple personalities. You have to get to know when it's hungry, when it's probably gonna you know all the things in between so in terms of you drew you just moved to this new house obviously you're respecting your peace you talked about retirement so it seems like you're entering a season in your life where you are trying to just lock in and focus on yourself and just focus on trading and elevating your success how important would you say that is and uh, would you recommend that to people that they just really lock in I feel like even when I was on my come up, I had my peace around me. Like even on my come up, I was I was investing into myself, whether it was a house, you know, a, a apartment, or whatever the case may be, or things I needed for trading. I was always making sure that the air I breathe around me when I'm trading is good. So because I feel like 
imagine trying to trade and I got a whole bunch of noise and I'm telling you, shut up. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm, I'm going to be stressed. I'm going to have a certain anxiety. So it's just like your peace is your biggest success. Like being able to do things comfortably, not also just becoming comfortable in how you do it, but doing things comfortably so that way you're able to elevate. And I feel like I'm in a season now to where like, yes, I do want to focus on myself, but I have enough room to focus on myself because I'm building more so elite people that can handle GJ and begin to understand GJ the way I do. So I feel like I'm I'm looking to obviously build a family, a community where any and everything about GJ and anything, everything about other pairs, of course, but GJ influenced that, you know, you come to the community if you want to be a scalper for GJ, there's something for it. If you want to be a swing trader for GJ, there's something for it. If you want to be an intraday trader for something for GJ, there's something for that. And I kind of want to open up and obviously weed out the bunch because there's a lot of stars out there. There's a lot of people with a lot of heart, a lot of desire. There's a lot of people who are hungry for, who are not asking for a handout, that are really putting in the work each and every day. So I feel like it's those people that I'm trying to reach out to and try to make them something bigger than they possibly ever even imagined. And, you know, and bring them on to, you know, the bossing up, the bossing up world and this, you know, get them where they fit in and, you know, get, give them a chance to really show their stripes, be able to be something bigger than themselves. Because again, I know the day is going to come where there's going to be somebody uh, better than me at GJ. And I'm perfectly okay with that because it's my own journey. But the biggest thing is, do I want to work with them or do I want to work against them? You know what I'm saying? So I rather yeah. help influence that. I rather help influence that rather than, you know what I'm saying? I rather move all the ego out of the way and rather grow with you than to grow against you. It's like for what? That's corny. 100%. It's like collaboration over competition. So we had a technical masterclass on GJ. We learned a lot about psychology. We learned a lot about account building. We learned a lot about maintaining peace. Mr. Andrew Parker, Drew Banks, stops by the Expert Trader podcast series. Drew, thank you for stopping by. Hey, listen, man, it's always a pleasure, guys. Throughout all these endeavors, I didn't do one thing, and I apologize. I usually pray before I do anything. So I'm going to end this out with an outro prayer. God bless each and everybody that's watching this. I hope that you're able to grow, flow, and um, push through all your endeavors the best way possible, keeping God first. I love and I appreciate all y'all, man. And I hope God's watching y'all and that, you know, that he's able to give the same insights that he gave to me throughout my hard work and my determination, me being able to continue pushing that somewhere within this podcast that you find the same energy yourself and be able to push for it. And that being said, amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, incredible prayer to end the podcast. Mr. Drew Banks.